To the Ether. Today is Monday, January 31st, 2022. This episode of the Ether is brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Check out Columbus Omnia Luna, which just minted out today and is now trading on the Luart marketplace. Be sure to follow Luart on Twitter and join the community in Discord for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Visit OC's What We Do page using the link in the show notes to take advantage of some of their other educational resources, including weekly meetups to discuss Terra protocols, strategies, and concepts, the Terra Luna Intel report on Telegram, and YouTube explainer videos on Terra concepts. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or reading delegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, we have the Netta is here. Claim your airdrop and join the Devodio Club. Seriously? All right. Uh, And join the Devodio Club IBC gang space hosted by Tricky. Let's take a listen. IBC gang. How's everybody doing? Anybody else want to come up and talk, little Gator? How you doing, Eric? Doing good, Tricky. How about you? Good. Just uh, still, still excited about the 49ers? <laughs> I know I'm good. I'm I'm not a Niner fan, so I'm good. Who's your team? Then San Diego Chargers? No, um, honestly, it used to be the Colts, but uh, now I'm just more of a fan of you know good football. And good players, so Man, especially fantasy these, football and all that. These past two weekends have been all good football. Man, they've been some really, really good games. It's been really fun to watch. That's for sure. Oh wait, I thought this was a sports player space. Never mind. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty bummed. I did not get this airdrop. Oh man, it's uh. It's going to be a good one. There's still time to get it. You can go on JunoSwap, be able to get it for uh, probably a good price here in the beginning. Yeah. Did you did you clean your NOM today? Is it GNOME? Nom? I, I haven't yet. The uh, Yeah, I know you're talking about NOMIC, I think. Yeah, NOMIC. When I went on earlier, it was still said like testnet. So, uh, yeah, same. So I didn't do it. But I'm probably gonna go back here in a little bit. Did have you claimed yours? Um, so in the text man, I saw how much I'd get, and then I saw I think Tinderman Timmy saying like, "Hey, how come I'm getting less 
for it now than in mainnet than it did in testnet. So yeah, we'll see. I know it's like crazy, like a little surprise airdrop that nobody saw coming on top of everything else we've got. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Clay, welcome aboard. Welcome, everybody. So, Tricky, pretend I'm a, I'm a nerd, which I am. How does one claim their Netta? Oh, to claim your Netta, one goes to netta.money. And you'll uh, go to the official Netta website, and you have to make sure you have your Kepler wallet uh, extension downloaded and your wallet hooked up. And then you'll see a little red claim button, and you'll be able to uh, connect your wallet, claim it with a little bit of a gas fee, and then it'll show you how much Netta you're getting, and boom, you're a future millionaire. Yeah, that's solid right there. What's up, Clay? Hell yeah, what's up, dude? How you doing? I just got my... Um... Yeah, I put I tried to put point two, but it went down to one point one eight, and um, and then now it's like point two something because the price went down, I guess, or uh, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> sure, like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'm just having fun, man. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it's live on a on a Juno swap. I I just put on the uh, those notifications on Twitter just for that tweet. Nice. So you already added your liquidity? Yeah. I was in the I was in the um Discord and, and they were like LP is live and I jumped over there and there was only like two thousand dollars in the pool and now there's eighty five thousand. So I tried to get in as soon as I can, but it was going wild. Like it was just fluctuating so much it wouldn't let me like actually push the transaction through. But now yeah, it looks like it's going down in price because I got point two five now. Instead of the point one eight, yeah, um, I think it went up to like twenty five hundred roughly in USD, and then now it's around like sixteen or fifteen hundred per Netta. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a little little start. Yeah, that's yeah, a great. Made it. Yeah, they made it seem like it was going to be a couple, you know, a couple days before they, or not a couple days, but a couple hours before they got it up on there, and, and then all of a sudden, surprise! <laughs> yeah, I asked, and the guy was like, "Yeah, it'll be live tomorrow," and I was like, nah, "I guess I'll go." do something else and then i just came back to my computer to check something and i was like oh wow it's live and so i'm glad i i caught that yeah but yeah that's that's super exciting to to be a part of that at the beginning i missed out on ion so <laughs> this is uh kind of like redemption for me right <laughs> You know, that's why, you know, to message public servants announce it to everybody. Make sure you always vote on the governance proposals. You never know when you're going to get rewarded. I'm pretty excited that we're going to be talking about governance proposals um, anytime when you come up. So that way, you know, everyone can know what's going on and what exactly am I voting for here. Yeah. I think it's definitely something that we need because <clears throat> like, you know, it's not all the conversation happens right there on the proposal. And sometimes not everybody's in the right place for the conversations that are happening. So it'll be kind of good just to have, you know, another place where people can go to get up to date and yeah. ask questions and, you know, well, sure it, informed. Well, it, it, it's like, you don't know how, you know, either option would affect 
the chain going forward or whatever going forward. So it's good just to have those conversations like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, good times, good times. I'm 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 a big governance fan, so that'll be like my favorite spaces. It'll be your bread and butter. Oh yeah. If anybody has questions, feel free to request to come up and you know come talk. Or if you just want to come up here and chill and you know spitball with us, feel free to request. So you uh, <clears throat> how early did you get in the pool, Clay? Uh, I say I was in there by like twenty thousand. Now it's at one fifty. So. Oh, man. It was pretty fast, like pretty, pretty close to like the very start of the pool. Yeah. But I was having some wallet issues because I had the wrong ledger plugged in. So that cost me like two minutes. Did you have your, you had your dad's ledger plugged in? <laughs> yeah. You were like, I swear I had that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying like wrong seed phrase when I tried to sign the transaction. And I was like, oh. <laughs> wait, wait, so you didn't get your dad any, any meta? No, my dad, I tried to get my dad, you know, any airdrop, right? I had like 11 Juno, but then that's all he had, you know, to put into it. You know, he didn't have a lot of money. So, yeah, he had 11 on there and missed out on, um, I think he, 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 he had like 10 delegated to Wawa. So he missed out on Wawa and then now he missed out on Netta because it was 25. So super yeah. sad about that. I was trying to get him some, you know, trying to get a come up for my dad, but it didn't work out. <laughs> you might have to uh, take some of your Netta and Juno rewards that you're going to get and bulk up his wallet so we can make some of these airdrops. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been doing is sending my rewards over to him to to get him up above, like, I don't know. I'm trying, the goal is always like 100 uh, Juno for any wallet because that's, that's like the highest I've seen of like 100 Adam for, I think it was the, it was that one airdrop that hasn't come out yet. That's like pea steak, I think it is. Yeah, we we haven't actually talked a lot about persistence and pea steak and all that, but um, I wonder when that airdrop's actually going to come out. <clears throat> yeah, they them and the game airdrop too. They uh, yeah, I missed that one. And, uh, I missed it on the the little list I put out this morning. They I did do snapshots. I'm not sure if you met uh, Matt made the second one. Yeah, I think he did. He didn't get the first one, obviously. That that was February 18th, and um, yeah, that <clears throat> that I got some of it, but um, the airdrop for that one was really low. Like, wasn't it like two percent of the supply or something like that? Something really low for game or for P stick for game. <sighs> Honestly, I don't even remember. Yeah, everybody was kind of upset about it because it was low. It was like, what is this? But, you know, if they come out with a game that I can use that to kind of get into the game, that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, they're putting it, they've been putting it off. So, I mean, I'm hoping that they come out with a big splash to kind of get people excited about it again. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's weird how, you know, when we get airdrops now, we're like, oh, I barely got any. I remember like, <laughs> the shade one, especially like it makes sense. The shade, you know, when it's such a small supply. Yeah. <laughs> People were like, what? Why did I get dust? I don't even want so, it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Clay, 
What's that? Um, you're saying that it was only like 2.5% of the um, game that was given out in the airdrop? Yeah, I'm not sure what the actual percentage was, but I remember it being really low and everybody was kind of like, what is this? You know, it's not so, a Cosmos airdrop. So my question is, for like future airdrops, what would be a number that would get you excited? A percentage being get this out, you know? I mean, I think Ethmos is 40%. So, oh, I mean, wow. <laughs> I, yeah, I get I get excited with 40% or above because that's a lot. Oh, man. What about and, uh, Osmosis or Juno? What, you know what percent that was whenever they did their airdrops? Well, Juno was 100% of the supply, right? Like, No way. Am I wrong about that? Wow. Yeah, no. almost all the supply. There's like the wow. tiny bit of reserve <laughs> for the community pool and the, uh, and the devs, but that was like less than 5%. So that's like, yeah, oh, that's amazing. Oh, I can see why two percent now would upset some people. <laughs> yeah, it, like, it. I remember being in the Telegram, and they were just like, you know, what is this? But like I said, if it's something to get you involved in the game, that that can be cool too, because you know maybe it's a play to earn game, and you can kind of flip that for, you know, a nice stack. I don't know. I'm just guessing, but I know the space is about Neta, so. I love um, airdrops. Like, it's crazy. Sure. Because I always say, like, and, and it's not because of the monetary value. Like, um, it's it's more so because you get more involved with Cosmos. And it, like, it, like, injects you into whatever community um, they're, they're, like, uh, going for. You know what I mean? So that's why I like it. And, and the, the, the most impactful thing I've ever read on Twitter about airdrops was, you're not being airdropped money. You're being airdropped responsibility. And you can get rewarded for that responsibility through staking rewards or LP or whatever it may be. But that's really what's going on here. And, and, and as soon as people realize that, they'll probably be a little bit more open to the airdrops because a lot of people think, oh, well, if they just give away all their tokens, then how are they ever going to be worth anything? You know what I mean? So I definitely like see that concern. But at the same time, like this is a whole new business model that we're like participating in. And um, as long as you understand it, you know that this is um, a good way to uh, like kind of promise long term growth or at least try at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're instantly getting a community that wants to participate and be in it with a long term with you. Mm -hmm. Most, you know, most atom holders, you know, and in the cosmos community are stakers. So they're instantly getting most of the supply drop staked, which is so good for any network. So it's just like, it's cool to see that they're airdropping to the community, to people to share kind of the success. And, you know, like you said, to, you know, align people for, <clears throat> you know, the long term journey, but, you know, I think, yeah, air, airdrops are just so fun, you know, on top of that. Like, it just... It's well, the thing about them is, is that I think that it there's no other option than to stake your airdrop. Like, the rewards at Genesis are usually so much. Like, I know with Wawa, it was 1,800%. So, 1,800% is just nutty, you know what I mean? And, and uh, I remember Jacob was laughing at it, but, like, every time you refresh the page with Wawa, there was another fat stack of coins waiting there for you and and you couldn't even like uh claim them and delegate them fast enough it was just so wild to see um so i'm, I'm kind of excited for uh like uh reward aggregators and things like that that are going to be coming out to help us like um 
use that compound interest a little bit more uh, effectively. That's where Auth Z comes in so clutch. That, that shit's amazing. It's called Auth. Oh, you mean the the protocol part or? Yeah, no Auth Z. Yeah, it's the protocol thing. It pretty much means that you can give your your ability to claim uh, oh, claim oh, right. rewards and restake to a wallet pretty much or like a robot you can think of and that robot will have no control over any like sensitive stuff like sending funds so yeah all the wallet does is auto compound your stake so it can kind of automate a bunch of the cosmos stuff that is currently very hands-on and time-consuming but fun i guess <laughs> I, I remember sunny talking about that and yeah i just didn't know the actual name for the i guess uh control part in the code that's really cool um i'm really excited for Putmos rewards too so we'll see how that goes i think that it sounds like it's going to be this month this month is packed with airdrops it's crazy evmos should be soon i think they just released like a final cut of their mainnet code or something like that today didn't it say like 21st uh yeah i think that was shade oh yeah you're right that's shade Oh, my bad. Man, my brain is so fried with all this information I've been putting in there past couple of weeks. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah too many airdrop dates, too. Yeah. Shade's a good one, though. I think not enough people really know what Shade is, but I think it's a sleeping giant. Of... I think it is really good, too. Like, uh, tying the state, the algorithmic stablecoin to a, bastic, a basket of commodities is, is a pretty genius um, thing, I think. And when I saw the Cryptocito video with him explaining that, I got really bullish on it because I was like, man, that that does sound a lot better. But Agreed. I never really understood it until he um, until that same video with Cryptocito. And I was like, God damn, this is bullish as fuck. Yeah, yeah that's how I was. I was like, man, this sounds good. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm really excited for Shade, too. Hopefully I can get me some uh, more secret NFTs because I'm addicted to stash right now. Like it's crazy. These meta rats and the redacted rabbits and man, I saw the stargaze punks that Tricky sent me. Oh man, those look good, man. Dude, those are gonna bang. Cause even Shane or Jake and uh Jorge have changed their pictures, their profile pics to those. They already did. Oh, yeah, so wow. it's gonna be <clears throat> I think that's gonna be the one. And then uh, I'm part of the Knots project, so definitely check that out. We're going to be doing a um, a Juno a Juno drop, um, or it's going to be dropping on Juno. Uh, they're going to be doing airdrops to their staking uh, to their delegators uh, to Knots.nft or Knots.art. That's the validator name, and they validate on Stars and Juno right now. And they're going to be doing some other chains as well. But the cool thing about these is they have some kind of backing system to where like, I don't know, like you could, and I don't know the actual amounts or anything, but forgive me, like, let's say these NFTs are always going to be worth like one Juno and you could always turn those into some kind of, um, you know, so they have like an initial backing so that they'll always be worth a certain amount. I hate and, this uh, word, but they have like an intrinsic value. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And then also, like, you'll be able to stake it. So if you stake it, you'll get a um, a, a discount on the 
uh, validator commission. Like instead of 5%, it'll be 4%. And then based on the rarity of the NFT, it um, the discount can go up. So um, kind of cool ideas, I think, but uh, we'll see how it comes out. I think it's going to be end of this month or early next month. I need to get a Cosmos NFT and get rid of Gene Lickums. <laughs> yeah, I think it, uh, Stash Apps, kind of, I think Secret's kind of taking the lead on that right now, especially due to the, all the cool features you can have with the um, hiding parts of the information or blurring the photo. I mean, you got Quentin Tarantino jumping in that game. Yeah, uh, They seem like the clear leaders right now. Do you think Stargaze is going to um, like blow them out of the water or just provide like another place? I don't know. What do you think about Stargaze? I don't really know enough about it. I, I know um, it's a place, it's a marketplace, but it, they can also mint as well. Is that correct? You can mint on there? I'm not sure if you can mint. I know that um, OmniFlix is going to be coming out with like a dashboard type thing where you can mint your NFT from there, but um yeah i'm not sure about stars having so as a, far as a marketplace goes yeah i think they have the right incentives to become a leader there because if they can what i heard is they are pretty much giving incentives for people that provide liquidity for the nfts and that's kind of the big problem with nfts is they're not very liquid so yeah. if you can design a system that encourages liquidity and trading of these then i think it can really catch on oh yeah because yeah, there's plenty of ETH NFTs that are just sitting in my wallet that'll probably never sell because the project got rubbed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with NFTs is the lack of liquidity. Um, I mean, if you're looking at them as financial instruments, but um, if you can create a system that encourages the NFTs to become more liquid, I think it can create a bit of a flywheel effect. Yeah, I think... Um... I lost it. I th uh, with Looks Rare, they have like a system to in uh, incentivize like buying and trading. Like they give you their token. You earn their token by, by using the deck or uh, the marketplace. So I'm hoping they have something similar to that. Yeah, that's kind of what I heard that um, they're doing as well. Okay. Sick. Excited for that. I think Stars was a great example. Like they really crushed it on their go-to-market and to build liquidity and doing an airdrop that looked a little bit savage at first. Like, wow, you guys dropped a lot of coins and it crushed your price, but it recovered right away. And now, I don't know. I think they they killed it on the game theory for that. I liked the way they um, designed their airdrop because I had a buddy that was just getting into uh, Cosmos and was super jealous of my osmosis airdrop. Right. And I was like, look, man, like you can get in here and start doing this kind of stuff. And I think he had like, you know, a little bit of money in there. And um, <clears throat> it was like within the first month, he qualified for the Stargaze one and pretty much got the same amount of tokens as I did because it wasn't based on how many you were staking, just like a participation what do you, what, what's the word for that kind of airdrop? Fair, fair drop isn't it oh fair drop yeah i yeah. see it i see it more of as a, as a fair drop in that sense that yeah it was um, definitely a minnow friendly it was not whale friendly yeah um, which i think it's good um i think they did a really good job with that and i don't think anything can 
uh, red pill you on Cosmos quite like getting airdropped free money. Like yeah. the, I mean, just with how well the Osmo and Juno airdrops work, like, I don't know how you can't be in Cosmos Maxi after that. Like, holy shit. Um, game changer. You think Cosmos would be the purple pill? <laughs> I was just thinking that <laughs> red. I was going to say orange pill, but that's not right either. So that's like purple, Bitcoin. Purple might be it. Yeah, exactly. I would I, say people pill. are orange pilled if they're like Bitcoin maxis or crypto maxis. But I like purple pill for Cosmos. <laughs> I'm purple pilled. <laughs> Gotta be careful you say that around. Don't say it around parents. Might be your, uh... <laughs> I remember, dude, sidebar, I was playing like, I think it was like Vice City, right? Grand Theft Auto. And I was at my buddy's house and I was like, hey, dude, I went behind this building or I went behind this thing and took a pill. And now now everything looks really weird. And his dad was walking by. and He was like, what did you say? <laughs> it just sounded really funny because I was playing Grand Theft Auto. So I've got I've a good that. story off that. I was I was like 12 years old and my dad got me Grand Theft Auto and I had this neighbor kid that was just so like innocent and his parents like were overprotective overprotective and my dad walked downstairs and this kid yells hey drive around the corner and pick up one of the hookers and yep. like but that day I got my game taken away and got in so much trouble figured out once we were at what we were actually doing in that game they were like what did we do what did we buy <laughs> but it was too late to put the genie back in the bottle back then nobody knew about ratings especially parents you know they were just like oh yeah let me get you a game to shut you up seriously any game you wanted yeah they're like all right cool you you'll stop bothering me here you go But yeah, now we all settled with Call of Duty, and uh, I think that's that's good enough. Yeah, I definitely get down on some Cold War. Um, I can't wait for the first like, you know, Cosmos game that's gonna be, yes. you know, like a first person shooter or something like that. It's, it's gonna come eventually. I've been seeing a, fir- a few of them pop up. I just don't know how they're gonna incorporate the blockchain. Is it gonna be like, um? Like when you claim a loot box, that's going to be on chain or something like that would be super cool. And then you could sell those items if you don't want them or whatever. Yeah. So basically, I think what it, what it does when the uh, games like on the blockchain is interactions like that are just transactions on the blockchain. Not every single movement needs to be like a blockchain transaction. Uh, so it's basically just yeah, definitely you own the experience you make and, you know, the different style NFTs you're using in the game. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like you go into the game and you have fun. You're not worried about logging transactions or anything like that. And maybe you like gain staking rewards every game you play or something. But like being able to save what you get in your loot boxes or maybe the weapons you unlock. And then uh, when that um, game gets like outdated or whatever, you can transfer all those to your new game or whatever. That would be really cool. Like the new version of whatever they're coming out with. We had, I think, who was that, like Silent Ninja the other night that came on that uh, was making games. But uh, Joe, what were you going to say? I was just thinking how, um, how how I imagine it working is you like buy your kids a bunch of like Roblox or whatever. And right now they like you can pretty much consider that money is like burned. But in the future, when you when you buy your kid all these Roblox and they want to move to a different game you just tell them hey 
sell all your shit in Roblox, move your economic value over to X game. And um, there you go. So you don't even have to have integrations between separate games. But I also see a future where you're playing Fortnite and you get some like dope banana costume. But then Fortnite also makes an agreement with Call of Duty so you can transfer the NFT cross chain with IBC and maybe the Call of Duty and the Fortnite people agree to take like a small cut or something for the ability to use the NFT on the different games so you can build like incentive structures for it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah, like it's got to end up being like ready player one. You know, you got to be able to like a like be able to keep your value, sell your value, go from place to place with it. But even if not, you got to be able to sell it and like you said go from game to game with all that value because if you're spending like today, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars and then it's you're not going to see it in the future, you know, that's not what people want to see. Yeah, you know like uh partnerships are a big deal in like modern crypto like god Chainlink says they're partnered with everyone um i feel like the same thing will happen with gaming if the future where the top games will create partnerships with one another so it can build like a network effect for the top items in those games yeah and ibc i feel like it's definitely going to be the place to go with that because they're not just going to want to be stuck in one place, one blockchain, you know? I mean, IBC is the only solution. Like, Zucky exactly. was talking about this the other day, that you really can't have gaming in the same place that you have DeFi, because whatever your DeFi chain in is, is automatically just going to be filled with arbitrage. And you're going to have some dude that wants to, like, sell a sword competing with some dude trying to, like arbitrage a bunch of osmosis across 20 chains like it's just not it just makes zero sense so the the like the multi-chain future is becoming more and more apparent and gaming is going to be the perfect example of where it's like the only answer that was really good insight for sure i didn't even think of that you heard of any uh Game studios or anything, Joe, building on Cosmos SDKs? Well, um, I know that um, there was a, a company called Forte that specializes in building economic engines for gaming, um, for games. And they are in talks with Evimos because you can imagine how it would be useful for each game to have its own blockchain but it to be a fork of evimos so you could have maybe five different blockchains for a single like there's five different world of warcraft worlds they're all evm chains they can all talk to each other and share economic value but at the same time each world has their own block space so if world one of world of warcraft is just popping off that doesn't mean that it's more expensive to transact on world three for example and it's just kind of like the whole vision of cosmos was to have horizontal scalability so um yeah like right right now i don't know any like building per se but there's people building tooling for um game developers It's gonna be exciting. That's just gonna bring so many people. That's like you said, like that's the catalyst to get make everything so apparent for IBC. We yeah. need a stats section on Juno Swap. Sorry. 
I was just going to say, I think the multi-chain world is becoming more apparent by the day. And Cosmos, there's a saying that I love, that Cosmos is always 10 steps ahead and two steps behind at all times. So, yeah, I think we're just 10 steps ahead trying to figure out how to do this multi-chain future. And we kind of already are on the backside of that. And we've got it pretty well figured out. And all the rest of the chains are just now realizing, hey, we need to have a multi-chain strategy. It's like, yeah, we were thinking about this a long fucking time ago, bro. (laughs) That's why I think shared security is going to bring a lot of people over because they're like, okay, well, now we don't have to spin up our own validators. We can just use theirs and have access to that entire network. I think someone from Harmony was saying that, like, the more IBC grows, the more and more it's going to be apparent to these other chains that they need to join in on this party. And I hope to see that. Yeah, one of the good examples I can think of is, um, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but the the standard width of the Roman like chariot cart thing is the exact same width as the railroads across America. So when you standardize shit, you can really optimize the performance. So really what we're talking about is IBC becoming the cross-chain standard, which in my opinion is inevitable, but it just takes time for the rest of the market to catch up. And that, that might sound a little cocky, but whatever. No, definitely. I agree. Cause I think you, I think it was you that said like, we're looking to get like the TCP of, of, of uh, blockchains. Like we want to be that, that protocol that everything gets built on. And, um, that's that's just so bullish in my opinion, man. Yeah, I see. I see. IBC is the TCP/IP, and then there will be additional, like more specified versions of IBC that will probably. I think Zucky was talking about this the other day that most of that innovation is probably going to occur through Cosmwasm, and then once there are like standards that are born out, let's say the equivalent of HTTPS, then. The cosm and all that innovation will most likely happen on Cosmwasm. But once it's proven out, then Adam can adopt it as a like one of its main um, protocols. What exactly all this looks like, I have I have no idea. It's just like trying to predict what the internet looked like in its current state in 1999. Like, good luck. You're going to be wrong. <laughs> right. I what I what I really like about this is. You know, we if we look just in the in the blockchain space, we can all recall the the pushback and the revolutionary steps that Ethereum brought to the market relative to Bitcoin. You know, this whole thing about smart contracts, about being able to do so many different things in a space where we only predominantly looked at, you know, assets as stores of value or transactional value. Um, and now I'm seeing that same kind of shift. You know, let's say Bitcoin to Ethereum was Gen 1 to Gen 2. Gen 2 now to Gen 3 is getting a layer deeper into building the foundation of all the things that will be running things like Ethereum. Um, I've seen this as a narrative back in 2017 um, with other tokens and other applications trying to do this kind of thing. Um, And Cosmos was around through that time but i didn't see it as one of those things but now this is the one project this is the one space this is the one ecosystem that has actually been able to accomplish what it set out to do 
um, you know, with ETH, not to not to downplay ETH's success, but the method for ETH has generally been failure way to success. So they've made a lot of mistakes. They've they've been criticized for a lot of things, but it's just the nature of the path they took. Here, the path has been very clear from the beginning, and we're seeing a natural evolution of that. You know, to become this kind of foundation for everything, and then to also build a world with it without having to do external bridges to other places no just come use the use use the tooling here build your platform build your ecosystem build whatever it is you're looking for here and the tools and the access points for everything that you're looking for already exist but like like joe you would like what you said you know we're 10 steps ahead and also simultaneously two steps behind because people are late to realizing this you know this was already written in the plan, and we're seeing the fruits of that now. Um, it's just, it's always been this way, and we are still early to the party when it comes to things like this. Gen 3, again, if we're going to consider ETH Gen 2, Gen 3's barely even begun yet. <laughs> and this is something that we got to realize. Like, we are still early in, in, in an emerging trend and in an emerging direction where everyone's going to eventually make their way to this ecosystem. Because we already have everything built, the the proof of concept is there. We're seeing it, and everything, and it's surviving through all the winds of the, this market that are that is playing out now. So, it it's an inevitability. I'm excited. It does feel like early ETH days right now, like maybe 2017 or so, as far as like where we are. <clears throat> That's what it feels like to me, anyway. Yeah, I feel I feel about the same. Like it's exciting stuff, but again, there's still a lot of market learning about what this is because again, back then, back then for each case, a lot of the pushback was what am I gonna use a smart contract for? Okay, I get I could automate stuff and I can do cool things, but what will I practically use this for? Um, I used to talk about the practical use cases of ETH because I saw where they were trying to go, even though I can see the, let's say, some of the things that were limiting it from being realized, namely not having that that path forward clearly paved like a cosmos. Um, and I'm talking, I was talking about things back then that now make sense to a lot of people that I've said those things to, particularly the use of smart contracts to do, let's say, um, to do like legalities, to prove, to verify ownership, to put a deed on a place with a smart contract that can verify everything to put assets on, on the blockchain. People were like, what is that back then? But now, you know, with NFTs and how it's blown up, people are like, Oh, now I see it. And I feel like, you know, we're kind of like back where, where I, I was mentioning that stuff to people like, this is what you can do with this stuff. This, like, you don't have to go jump from ecosystem to ecosystem to do this or to do that because all those apps will eventually natively exist in this space because the friction, the path of resistance is minimized. It's, it's, it's diluted to where all you have to do is just show up and everything's easily accessible to you. Yeah, I'm going to go off one of the points you made about how Cosmos has never really changed its narrative, which is pretty crazy to think about of what was going through Jay and Ethan's head five or six years ago when they saw all this and there's people that still are like just getting to this conclusion like now and we've already seen all this shit 
And somehow these crazy fuckers knew it six years ago. Like, what the hell? Like, I, um, I don't know. Hats off to Ethan and Jay. Jay is, he's a crazy man, but holy hell, he's a visionary. And I think those two usually go hand in hand. Joe, would you, would you say you, um, you like the CEO? Like you, you, you think this is the best CEO for the, the cosmos? Or a tenderment, I should say. I think no CEO is the best CEO for Cosmos. So, yeah, I think we're in a good place. But um, I, Jay isn't the CEO. Ethan's not the CEO. Like, um, I think they were really good visionaries. And I don't know if, how much you guys have heard Ethan, but he's just a legitimately good dude that wants to build a better world. He's not like Charles Hoskinson, like jerking himself off on YouTube just with a million fanboys like he's literally trying to make a better world so and then jay is just crazy in all the good and bad ways like how do you help he came up with tenderman and he was the one that really had the breakthrough that virtually every modern proof of stake chain leverages insights that he came up with so i guess i didn't really answer your question but um i think they were the right guys at the right time with the right vision and the right morals to do what they did. No, I definitely respect Ethan and, and Jay, but I'm talking about Peng. Like, do you, do you like the current CEO or? What oh, do you think Peng. About okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I work at Tendermint and with that said, I don't really see Tendermint as like the seat, like the, the center of cosmos really. Um, I think from the outside in, it might seem like that, but um so yeah, I think Peng's a really good guy to run Tendermint, especially if you, if you, I, a lot of people weren't around during like the great blow up that Tendermint had when like it, it pretty much went from one centralized entity to like five or six entities all around the world. It, Cause like now we have the ICF, Interchain Berlin, Tendermint, um, Zucky's doing his own thing with occlusion. Like the, it, the whole thing pretty much fractured and Pung was the perfect guy to step in that role to kind of like be a mediator. And um, I don't know. He's just a really nice, good guy. So I think he was a perfect person to be in that role at that time. Um, but nowadays, I don't think Cosmos really needs a single leader. And that's what that's what makes it so special. Yeah, I like definitely asked the question wrong. And I, I think that's how a lot of people come in is that, like you said, they think he's the CEO of the Cosmos and everything revolves around Tendermint. And then you kind of learn that, oh, we have like a bunch of different dudes that are really, really smart in the right place, doing the right things. And um, that doesn't really matter so much. So I just don't know a lot about Ping. You don't really see him a lot. And he's not like he's not super active on Twitter. And really, the only exposure I have to him is like the videos that he does, which are kind of awkward. And um, it's it's just kind of uh, I think there was a BitBoy uh, interview, too. I was like, why is BitBoy here? You know what I mean? So um, that's that's the only thing that's that's why I really valued that insight you just had, because I don't really know much about him. And you, you know him pretty well since you work for them, you know? Yeah, I mean, I have meetings with him multiple times a week. I think he's a great guy. I don't think he's the face of the franchise kind of guy. Like, he's, I don't think that's his position. Like, I prefer, like, Jack Zamplin to play that role. Like, who the hell doesn't love that guy? Um, and he's just so charismatic, and he's handsome. He's got it all. So I prefer Jack to play that kind of role. But I think Pung did a very good job taking over a position that was very hard and making the transition go fairly smoothly, given 
how chaotic that situation was. And like some, I, we, everyone's seen the drama that comes up in Cosmos. I don't know. It's between um, renaming Cosmos, whatever. But it, everyone has to realize that this is all nothing compared to the great blow up of 2019 or whatever. So if people are worried about like existential crisis of Cosmos, don't. Because if it survived 2019, then this shit is nothing. Like, like if it was going to die, it was 2019. The fact it's still alive, IBC shipped, Cosmos is blowing up, like, the wind's at our back now. Like, this is this is good. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, man. Who else claimed their Netta? Oh, man, this is an exciting day. <laughs> Just did. Yeah. yeah. The, what, what is the value sitting at right now? Is it like about two thousand or twenty three hundred or so? About eighty. That's like that it was floating around there, but then, uh, yeah, it's it's a volatile, it's volatile right now. Yeah, I was saying we need a stats page for Juno Swap. I definitely said it at the wrong time. I'm sorry about that, Joe. Um, but yeah, we definitely need a stats uh, page for Juno Swap so we can see like the price of Neta right now. I'm sure it'll be on Osmosis, but yeah, um, they'll sure, probably sure. just use that. Yeah, Osmosis sure does a really good job with their um, Imperator like stats page and stuff. I would love for them to do something similar. Yeah, it looks so good. I love it. I think there's like uh like I know what some people are doing right now is that they're just like loading up uh Juno swap, putting their Neta in like putting in one Neta for a swap versus UST or something like that to see its value right now. Oh my god. Someone just did a massive market buy and like doubled the price of it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, this thing's gonna be volatile as hell for a while. But I knew a lot of people that said that they had money lined up, ready to buy. I was like, wow, okay, we might see a run here. <laughs> man, going back down. Juno's yeah. a wild project, man. I think it it has. I don't know. I, I'm so bullish on it. I also went like super degen on it really early, but. So I'm not, I'm pretty biased, but I think it's got a lot of the right shit to just be a monster. I definitely think the same. Um, I look at it, I look at it from like the market's perspective and then also my personal biases as well. Um, they got the right stuff on, um, as far as the community goes, the people that, that founded the project and built the ecosystem for other people to take over and, you know, build on top of it and make use of Cosmosm, um, are top of the notch um the supply of it the pricing of it you know i really i really do get that feeling i'm just like i'm seeing eth in a in an ecosystem all over again <laughs> dude i've been stoked for this project for so long me and me and uh wolf contract i'm asking are pretty good friends and i remember me and him just like shooting the shit around the tokenomics of the of juno like god it was six to nine months ago and when he started explaining its tokenomics, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, this thing is so built to just moon and to just join. Like, being an early adopter is so massive just due to its tokenomics. And it's just built to moon over the coming years. So I'm, I'm fucking stoked. I'm definitely doing regular, like, load-ups of Juno whenever I can. Um, just because I know how massive it can be. I know how early we are. And I mean, even how they have it set up, it rewards you for being buy for buying and staking it at this time. 
So, yeah, I'm I'm like a bit of a closet Bitcoin maxi, and I like have a hard time ever touching my Bitcoin. And I I'm not gonna lie, I threw in quite a few Bitcoin very early on. <laughs> yeah, staking them all, bro. The, the shit is just that. built. To, to join. <laughs> I remember you talking about that in the chat, and I was like. If he's bullish, I'm bullish. This guy knows like everything. <laughs> like you, you know a lot of stuff that's going on. Yeah, I pretty much told everyone in the chat to load up at point one, and that ended up being like the best time to fucking buy. Yeah, um, I should have as well, but I I waited and I I FOMO'd in around like point two. Honestly, but... I should have borrowed money to to put into that because I put everything I had. <laughs> Almost 12,000 Neta already claimed. Less than two hours. What do you think the final burn percentage of the supply is going to be? I get the feeling it might be maybe like 20%. Um, I know people are pretty active. I know there's also a lot of people, you know, it's late for them or they're probably sleeping. Some people even stayed up to get their Neta. Um, so... I get the feeling, you know, after this um, initial, you know, rush to get into in, into the ecosystem, to get it out there, get the liquidity and whatnot. Um, I think there there might be a quiet day or two where those people that may have gotten access to it might just forget it. And they may completely forget about it. Um, and I think given what I've seen in the Discord channel, because um, I try to be active over there at least if not working on the gray paper or DAO ideas, you know, just like seeing what's developing with the community. There's a lot of questions about, you know, who's claiming it. And some people, some people recently have showed up, um, I think that are eligible to claim it, but did not know that, did not know they had an allocation. So I think there's definitely some room. Um, I think the more people that, I think there'll be a lot more people that show up to the, to the Discord group and find out. Um, and if, if for nothing else, people within the Twitter sphere that have claimed it already might point some people there. But I think there's going to be a small minority of people that may just forget about it completely. And I think that's what's going to get burned. Even a 20% burn is going to be insane for the, the supply. Because what, 20% of 32,000? It's going to be like 65,000. Yeah, what do you think about that? Is that good or bad? I think it's fantastic. I mean, this is something that you actively have to claim. Um, it's not it's not one of those passive, you know, airdrops that have that have existed in the ecosystem. Like you're being rewarded for being a participant in the Juno in the Junoverse specifically. This is like the according to the black paper, that's what it's basically saying. If you're active, you get an allocation. Um, also you have to have, you had to have had a minimum. So signifying that you're pretty, you have to be pretty active and pretty invested in the space on some level to get that. Um, I just think, uh, yeah, I forgot the question. Sorry. <laughs> I, I got it. I got a little excited. <laughs> I think it's going to make it less liquid, which is good and bad. Um, but that just makes it even more scarce. So I think long-term it'll be good, but, you know, it's yet to be seen. Absolutely. Yeah, there we go. Now we're back on track. Yeah. Um, it's, an, it's definitely, it's definitely going to have its liquidity challenges just because 
again, a, a, a smaller supply on top of the fact it's already a scarce asset um, might create that, you know, tailwind. Um, for a while in the Discord early on when we were talking, to, like we're talking about the Dow and making sure that there was enough liquidity on the market for this, you know, there's a lot of people in there. Maybe I'm not going to say everyone or the majority, but there was, there was enough voices vocalizing that they may just want to hold on to their net if they see that it can become a $50,000 $50, asset um, and just like sit on it. And given that this was, hand, this was handed to the community, if a lot of community members felt that way, then it's easy to see that we get uh, an active market supply shock because no one's, no one's giving up their net And they're, it's pretty uh, rug resistant just due to how the supply was given out. So like I expect some serious volatility over the first couple like weeks, especially a month or whatever. But at some point the volatility will die down and the um, ability to rug should also be somewhat minimal. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. There's just so much to be excited about in the cosmos. It's ridiculous. It's going to be nuts once there's three liquidity pools. Because there's the uh, Juno <clears throat> Neta pool on Juno swap, and then I think there's going to be an Ion Neta pool and an Osmo Neta pool. So very shallow liquidity just to begin with, not to mention three pools. So yeah, get ready. It'll be fun, but it'll be interesting to see, especially the Ion Neta price competition here, as soon as the burn happens, especially. I'm excited, man. I love it. So does everybody know about the uh, Devoteo Club and what that is? That's where you're going to be providing the point two Neta for liquidity, right? If you got the point two? Uh, you don't have to have had the point two. It's just oh, point right. two uh, for anybody that provides point two Neta into the liquidity pool on Juniswap in the first 24 hours after the pool posting uh, is going to get a commemorative NFT um, joining the club. Yeah, like the story behind it is like Diviato <clears throat> or Devotio was like a general uh, back in Roman times that would sacrifice himself on the battlefield in order for his uh, army to have victory. So kind of like, you know, the essence of the group was to put that up for liquidity knowing that impermanent loss was going to be a wild ride but it was going to be for the better of uh, the netta community and to get more people in all right you just inspired me i'm going to put point two net in yes and for anyone else on this on one this space, of us. One you're gonna of definitely want to get your hands in there get your get your get yourself some netta contribute it um if you missed out on the opportunity to get the claim the claim amount you definitely have an opportunity here to get an nft for being uh an early contributor to the to the liquidity just by participating in this so for falling on the impermanent loss sword you get an nft <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly and that's another thing too you don't have to have even gotten the drop to get this say you you know buy some meta and then you put it back in the pool for liquidity you're also going to get the, the the nft as well here's another way of looking at it your impermanent loss is just stacking more juno which sounds pretty good to me so i don't give a fuck <laughs> yes sir exactly this is oh. your alpha on the call <laughs> everyone this is your alpha <laughs> 24 yeah. hours to act on it <laughs> white marlin how you doing you have something you want to say 
Yeah, no. Like Marlon, unmute yourself and say what you want to say. Don't be shy, buddy. Oh, hey, I just had a question on uh, the point two. So after 24 hours, if it falls below point two, are you, do you still qualify or do you have to put more in? Yeah, so it has nothing to do with having point two at when the end when you come out. As long as when your initial liquidity uh, providing was a point two neta and whatever the amount of Juno is, you're eligible for the NFT. Um, point two was kind of just like a random arbitrary number we kind of came up with um, just because the point two was given to a lot of people for, you know, being somebody that's in, uh, helping decentralize the network. And we didn't feel like point two was, you know, too much of an ask. And it's really easy to, you know, give up point two of your neta for the for some extra Juno. <laughs> and then at the same time, to add to that, the a lot of the distribution, um, if you looked at the if you could see the black paper, um, the lowest amount of neta that was accessible to anyone um, was one neta as a as a as a base. If I got that correct, um, and then the point two was the last little bit. Let's say um, a last little allocation for anyone um, that I think delegated outside the top twenty five or something like that. So that's a that was a minimal amount for for anyone that that got more than one. Um, I think anyone that only just got one at in the worst case scenario, they give up a they give up, let's say twenty percent of their allocation, but they're getting access to other things like we just mentioned. You know, the NFT drop. Um, if they and 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 potentially other things on top of that, you know, that are built on on top of having that NFT or being that early contributor within the space. Um, but then for, for anyone that's not in that crowd. Which is a significant, which is a significantly larger portion of the people that got um, the drop. Well, like Tricky said, point two is relatively nothing if you're getting eleven, which is like the next level up. So it's 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 not a, it's not a hard sell for anyone. And so like that, so the numbers ultimately worked. We just needed enough people that had those numbers that easily saw that to just contribute, and we figured. This this was a way to help bootstrap bootstrap that effort by sacrificing by giving part of your allocation to ensure that other people also have the opportunity to participate in this space. All right, just fell on that sword. Point two added. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> Welcome to the club, brother. <laughs> Any other questions? On the club, Netta, Cosmos, Juno. I think a good question or a good thing to talk about is letting people know how they how you qualified for this Netta token, and then just what you typically do. To qualify for airdrops, just because not maybe everyone knows about that in here. Okay. If one of you guys want to take this, I'll uh, find the posts on the Net of Money Twitter, and I'll post those links up there too, so everybody can check them. Cool. I'm. I just pulled up the the black paper. Um, let me just quickly go through it. So. 
basically Neto was Neto was basically made available with the store of value asset to be able to, to be eligible for it. These are the qualifications. Um, at the Moneta, um, at the Moneta upgrade, um, which was December 15th, um, a snapshot was taken. So you had to have had 25 Juno stakes on chain um, to, to, be, to begin the qualification for this. Um, so yeah, you had to have 25 Juno staked on chain um, to qualify for at least one Neta. Um, that's what that gets you. From there, for those that staked 25 Juno on chain, you got an additional 10 Neta if you voted on at least one on-chain governance proposal. So the total would be 11 if you staked a 25 Juno before the Moneta upgrade, and you voted on at least one on-chain governance proposal. Now, if you were someone that voted on all five, you got an extra five on top of that for a total of 16 Neta. And then the last qualification was if you voted, if you delegated any allocation of your Juno to one, to at least one validator outside of the top 20, you got 0.2 Neta bonus for a total of 16.2. So those were the qualifications. Um, the minimum, again, was, was one Neta based on staking 25 Juno, delegating 25 Juno on chain. From there, the bonuses were built on active participation and and active and, and active decentralization of the network. This is probably the most painful non-vote of my life. I don't know how I didn't vote, but fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. Right? Come At on. least one every time. <laughs> Pays to participate, bro. It really it does. I know I missed I literally missed the the five bonus ones to get the 16.2 allocation on one of my wallets because the UI on Omniflix did not register my vote. <laughs> and so I literally, it, it, it was only one vote. And I, I remember the exact day I was voting on it. I'm like, did it register? I'm looking at the chain data. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not sure if it did, but um, I'm trusting the UI. And it turns out it didn't happen. <laughs> and I was so pissed. <laughs> but yes, the end lesson there, it pays to participate heavy. I mean, again, for, for this drop, it wasn't that hard. If you if you qualified, you know, by by delegating 25 Juno, it wasn't hard to at least get 11. All you had to do was vote once out of, let's say at the time, maybe five proposals. And that includes the Moneta upgrade as the fifth one. So. Well, I have, I have a little bit of good news because our plan is to, every time there's a governance proposal to have one of these Twitter spaces so we can talk about it. So there's no chance that you will not vote for one. Yeah, I love that idea. Um, again, we're, we're here to, you know, encourage active participation in the ecosystem and the cosmos and the Junoverse. And now with the Netaverse being built, <laughs> the store value asset, um, Definitely, definitely right on, right along the lines of, you know, what we're doing here. Just getting people involved, getting, giving people access to this space. Um, and, and just educating them on, you know, what it's all entails. So you're right on. Exactly. This is a little off topic, but 
Juno has one of the craziest price charts ever for for what the market has been the last six months. If you look at that price chart, holy shit. It looks like it's it's living in a different universe than everything else. I'm about to take what... a look at it right now. But I wild, think, bro. I think pretty I much think, up only. Right. I it think... started at like three dollars on uh, osmosis, which is insane. To look yeah. Think of that. Oh, I miss those prices. Yeah, I mean, the, if you look on the dollar chart, it looks pretty good. But if you look on the atom chart, it's just ridiculous. Like the level of strength it's shown, given that everybody that's staking is kicking off like a hundred percent APY the whole time. You'd think it would drag on the price, but nope. Doesn't even give a shit. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact people are just staking it right back for more because they know that compounds. <laughs> oh, for sure. It's, it's it's addicting to go check your Juno wallet every morning and be like, damn, that's how many Juno I got. And then you check the price and you're like, damn, it's higher than yesterday. What the fuck? <laughs> right. And you're like, I'm retiring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That's how I look at it. Like I try, I try to, I try to delegate once I get like a solid, you know, like whole number or at least half a whole number um, on each, on each of my wallets. And it's just fun. I just see that go redelegate that, see, see it build itself up again and then check the price later. Like, ah, yeah, I'm so like glad the, I got this. I think it's like the Einstein saying, it's like the eighth wonder of the world is compound interest. Those who understand it, earn it. Those who don't pay it. So, Ooh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I feel that big time with Juno. Big time. It is it's so fire. And again, we're still early. Oh my god. What? What? I'm hoping it stays in this price range for a little while because I definitely want to get some more. I want to get some more rolling capital into this space. And honestly, I've been focusing a lot of my capital lately on just getting more Adam and more Juno. That's it. <laughs> Has anybody seen the price comparisons of like Juno uh, token price when it equals like ADA or you know even Tron. It's pretty wild considering that ADA can do about less than one transaction per second. So I mean, man, blue skies ahead. Like it, it's just nice to know that like we're on the right path technically, and just something like Juno is just on such solid footing. Like it might be young, but um man it it's got everything that you'd want yeah just a just a quick question uh you were talking about the point two uh liquidity provision i uh i did it when you were talking about it but the like the amount of neta dropped to point uh one nine nine and so i added a little bit will it will it still count as a like point two or yeah, so so long as you you know put in that much at, at at least point two, you should be fine. I think what we're 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 um discussing how we want to you know go about you know checking the eligibility, and I think the best way to go about it is with the text text um with the text um for the for the transaction. So so long as you you've contributed it, we're we'll we'll figure out the the back end of that. Um, so you don't have to worry about it. So long as you, so you're good. <laughs> Wait, yeah, Core Core One said they're going to do all the backend stuff to make sure they find all the eligible wallets. So as long as you provided that point to Neta, you're good to go. Did you yeah, tell well, them definitely. they have to do the the NFT thing in the devil? 
I got I wasn't here. I got here late. So. So during the first month, as long uh, the first day, the twenty four hours, as long as it sees like point two, it's good. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying about I know like you had to put your name in the in the Discord or something like that in the devil. Yeah, that's kind of how it first started, but then Core One and the guys and the team said that they'd just be able to track it on the back end. That'd be the oh. easiest way, rather than having just a random Discord list and then everybody having to send addresses and all that oh, stuff. Oh, that's good then. Wait. <laughs> that's actually better that way, so that people don't have to put the address anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something that's so fun about Juno is there's like levels to how much like it's being gamified and it's being gamified on all these levels that just gets people interacting and you and I'm just like having fun with it. Like it's I don't know that the people behind Juno are making a bunch of master stroke moves. So I'm I'm a fan. And we're going to be enjoying them for a long time. Boy, it 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 is so fun. I'm, right, I'm I might, I might just you. have to name my yacht Juno someday. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'm later. The <laughs> FS Netta. Yeah, you never know. Netta might be able to do it for us. You know. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm thinking so because I've seen the 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 price volatility and the swings that are happening right now. I'm thinking if the price doesn't rapidly change so like let's say it shoots to like 100k a netta i'm just throwing the number out there because i like it i might actually go get more a little bit more i think i have a, a decent stack i think everyone that's claiming it or at least most folks that are claiming it have a decent stack but i think i want to throw a little bit of capital in there because i do know where it can go and i do think it, it will help in some capacity, because I personally believe in what the DAO can be doing um, with the token um, moving forward to secure that. I know what you guys are thoughts on acquiring more on top of what you have. And I think there's going to be people that just pile their Juno rewards into Neta as like a long-term store of value. I mean, you're giving up on the yields, but you're kind of just locking in a scarce asset that they're never gonna there's never gonna be more of. So I think I think there's just gonna be a constant flow of Juno into Neta over time. So as long as Juno can hold its price, then it sounds like Neta is going to also be able to hold its price and um yeah, get to some crazy numbers, I'd assume. That's actually smart though. And I, I didn't thought about that. You could just put your reward in Neta. That's smart though. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are gonna be doing that, but that's that's true. Yeah, it's like Alpha. The, the, the give or take of do you want to just keep rolling it into Mistake Juno, compound it, um, LP it on Juno Swap, because I have a feeling Juno Swap's going to be a gem, raw. Um, man, so many options. That's why it's so fun. Never, never a boring day in the cosmos. You got something to learn or something to do every day. Yeah. Every single day. So uh, I don't know if you guys see Soy2 Studio down there, but he did a, a breakdown for me of like, how much raw you'll get in the airdrop per dollar that you uh, have on Juno Swap LP, and pretty much you, everybody needs to go put some liquidity on Juno Swap right now before the snapshot. Because it's going to be nuts. Because that's where most of the uh, airdrop is going to be going to. So Maybe. I know there's no APR right now, but it'll be worth it. That APR will be returned in that airdrop. Alpha. 
dropped everywhere. Oh my goodness. This is like free money. <laughs> Definitely do that. I mean, I think I think whatever if there's if there's like a minimum requirement for 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 this uh airdrop secretly, I think I may have fulfilled that require, requirement through uh giving up my Netta. So, I'm good there. But everyone definitely get on Juno Swap, do a swap, provide some liquidity, just get familiar with the platform, and you should be able to win. You still have time. And this is all such great information. Makes me really excited to be a part of this space. I want to remind everyone who's listening to follow Cosmo. A Twitter account it's called Cosmo Spaces for um, hosting these. Also, we have um, a Telegram. So if you follow us, that way you always know when we're holding these uh, spaces. Yes, sir. Always got to stay up to date. And then, like I like we were mentioned earlier, I think what's going to be really cool is when we start hosting governance spaces because I know people have so many questions when that stuff goes up and. Yeah, whenever I read those, I have no idea what's going on most of the time. <laughs> yeah, and some of that stuff's not easy to understand, and you don't, like, see where the conversation's happening. So it'll be cool to kind of pull everybody together and, you know, just get to talk about it, especially with some of these quick turnarounds, like on osmosis and... Oh, yeah. Especially, you know, you know, big topics that are coming, you know, when we had, like, there was contentious, like, funding the uh, Kepler wallet for Juno. You know, I think if we can just get people together and understand things and talk about things more, it'd be a lot, of, a lot smoother. It's going to get to where you can't afford to miss these because uh, there's just so much alpha being dropped all the time. It's nuts. And we dropped that within like what? Less than an hour in? <laughs> Less than, you know, a couple minutes just dropping them boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I love, I love uh, Cosmos. It's like... Honestly, everything made much more sense when I got to Cosmos because I was like, how are people making money, you know, when you're paying this much for a, a transaction? And it just didn't make sense to me. And um, I just lost, uh, you know, so much money on Ethereum, just not knowing what I was doing. And then Cosmos allowed me to get in there and get messy and just understand what the hell I was doing. Because I don't know, for me personally, like I can't read something and be like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. Like, I got to get in there and, and play with it and uh, understand how it works. Cosmos gave me that opportunity. So I'm just extremely grateful because, um, like I said, I bought Adam and then got onto Reddit and they were saying like, hey, you need to get. And I was thinking like, well, is it worth the extra? Because at the time it was 7% on Kepler and 5% on Coinbase. And I remember asking him, I was like, well, is it actually worth that extra 2%? And of course, the my you know financial advisor would have been kicking my ass, saying, "Well, of course, an extra two percent is worth it," because um, yeah, he was always telling me the power of compounded interest, and I'm just like, so I'm like, how how are all these people rich? And then he showed me like these charts of compounded interest, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. So then when I got to Cosmos, and I was like, okay, well, I you know five percent is a lot, you know, and then Reddit's telling me, well, no, you need to get your coins off of there. And and I remember briefly reading about airdrops, and um, I was like, and I saw the the announcement on Reddit that said, hey, Osmosis is coming, you need to stake your coins, and I was like, oh, I'm staked, I'm good. So. Um, 
Like I didn't know I was going to be rewarded that uh, heavily, you know what I mean? And then down the rabbit hole, it was after that into the IBC galaxy. It was just an amazing, it's so much information. And I think Joe touched on that too. Like it's a lot of information um, for a new person to just come in here and be like, um, you know, like just understand what's going on. And that's why for me personally, I had to, to use the protocol and understand it that way. But I'm so glad I did because I've met so many cool people that are like, and that's another thing. Cosmos brings together really like-minded people. And um, then you have like subsets of communities after that, like Juno and, and Stargaze. And, and, you know, you go to where you most identify with. And, uh, you know, if you love NFTs, you're going to hang out in Stargaze land. Or if you love, you know, smart contracts, you're going to go to Juno. Or if you like DEXs, you're probably going to live in osmosis land. Uh, so I, you know, that's how I kind of see it is it's actually a galaxy. And these chains are like planets that people are going to live in essentially digitally. And, um, yeah, we're going to see like entire economies on, on each planet. And I, I'm actually kind of excited for when every like because everything right now pumps together, you know, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to see whenever that kind of changes and we start seeing Juno take off uh, way, way more, uh, way faster than Adam. Uh, just like Joe said, like the the Adam to Juno chart is is nuts. Like we're going to see we're going to continue to see that over 12 years like <laughs> That just blows my mind. <laughs> That's crazy. You said like you so just many. said it. Like a good renaming for the IBC ecosystem would be the IBC Galaxy. Yeah, I think IBC Network, IBC Galaxy works fine. And then uh, Sunny is a fan of the Interchain because it's kind of like, and and the reason they say that is because. Like the interchain is most identifiable with the internet. Does that make sense? Like, okay, I'm in the cosmos. This is not the internet anymore. It's the interchain. Like, I kind of understand it that way. And and maybe like a, a newbie would understand that better than the cosmos. Um, but yeah, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, interchain sounds logical. It's, it's like pretty simple, uh, and from a designer standpoint, going for what's simple and obvious is like the best choice. I think I doubled down on that too. And I think, uh, you know, once people come into the ecosystem, once people experience, you know, what you what you were describing, Clay, you know, going to Osmosis and seeing you can make for now free trades and um, not costing you any gas or anything like that getting an opportunity to use the space, you kind of start believing in the space on another level to where now you can be comfortable and you're in the space and you're like, oh, let's talk about the cosmos now. You know, something that's kind of like insider language in in, in, a, in a sense. Um, but when we speak more broadly to a, a community or to a person that is looking to, you know, cosmos, Adam, or the rest of the interchain through an investment lens or a different blockchain lens, then we specifically use the interchain because it's a, because like you're saying, it's, a, it's synonymous with the internet. You know, if you see it as like the infrastructure and not necessarily just this one thing that represents the whole thing, then people will be, will think about it in its proper lens. 
um, to be able to evaluate it and see the value that's happening here. Um, specifically, adding on to what you were saying, you know, in your personal experience, Clay, you know, these spaces, what we call blockchains now, are, are going to start shifting into becoming seen as digital economies, digital nation states, where the letter of the law is the code, in, in a sense, and the code is trans and transformable specifically within the interchain, within the cosmos, by governments. And so the people are ultimately in control, even though the code is like what finalizes what the people have agreed on. Um, so having that accessible to people and then also the process for people to get into the ecosystem. You know, once you're here, it's easy to move around and do stuff. It doesn't cost you much to make a swap on um, on osmosis. It doesn't cost you much to move your atom off, and off, uh, off of an exchange to a non-custodial wallet. It doesn't cost you much to go stake your atom. It doesn't cost you much to withdraw it on osmosis and deposit in osmosis and then move it to a different application on secret. But if you go to another place like Ethereum currently at its, at its, at its current juncture, to be able to do anything, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to fork up at least fifty dollars. I mean, calling it what it is, that's not good user experience. It's not a, it's an expensive way to get people onboarded. People are not gonna onboard. But if you make the road for them to come easier, if you pave the road for them, and then you know, make it easily accessible to them where they physically presently are, then it's hard not to fall in love and not to not to invest in dive deeper and find your niche find the spaces you want to predominantly hang out in find the people you want to run into and speak with on a, on a frequent basis but also have the opportunity to then not be limited to that group because you're foundationally in a whole space a whole nation a whole continent of people that believe in the same things that you do so you can walk over from dgen dgen lab osmosis and then go hang out at NFT corner on Stargaze. And you can easily jump in and be a part of that community. I think it's fantastic. I mean, there's no other opportunity. There's no other ecosystem that's doing these kind of things for people. And that is the most important part of it all, that we shift people's behavior to jump into these spaces. And if we make it hard for them, they're not going to come. But if we make it easy, it's going to be that much easier for when people recognize the value that's happening here. For them to flood in and stay here versus other chains versus other nation states versus other whatever you want to call them but that's all just affirming the value that has been built here and again it's a, a visionary effort to, to see this far ahead for the people that created this this is like wow so it's it's beautiful it's whew, hard not to get hype about it That's awesome, bro. I, I love all of that. Like, just eat it all up. Hey, Tantric, or Tain, is that it? Train tickets, Train please. Tickets. Yeah. Hey, that's all right. Hey, man. Oh, I see. What's I up, man? Doing? Hey, guys. How you going? Um, ladies and gentlemen, and those others who don't identify as such, um, I just wanted to say how happy I am to be sharing this moment with you all. And um, I'm really loving the excitement and the community participation around uh, around Netta. Um, I, uh, I, I had a couple of points that I wanted to bring up about uh, 
onboarding people into Cosmos and the, the notion of like referring to it as the interchain, which I think is a great idea. But uh, I wonder whether the kind of mass adoption that we're looking for will come quicker with things as they are rather than trying to educate people before they've entered the space. Does that make sense? Um, you know, uh, Adam has struggled. I, I, I put a question on Reddit a couple of months ago, wondering if Adam was in a Wyckoff distribution and I was ridiculed and Dan crazy. I'm totally bullish on Adam been in since the Stargate before the Stargate and I love it. And I love everything got to do with Cosmos and I support it fully hundred percent. But, uh, I, uh, I, I kind of believe that Adam fell victim to market manipulation of, of its price largely because it is so community ori community oriented and uh, it's why it rips before everything else does when there's a crash because the community's so strong and people want it and they, the people who know know. So I wonder whether yeah, I don't know whether it's 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 something that we need to start tinkering with before the mass adoption kicks in or is it something that can wait until more people are seeing the benefits of it and start to ape in after that. Maybe I could get some thoughts. And if not, this is not the right place, then please excuse me. I don't mean to sidetrack the discussion off Netta, but uh, it's just something I, I heard when I came in. I just wanted to comment on it. So that's me. Thanks. Love the question. No, love the question. That's that's first. Thank you for asking that. Um, there are many layers to like what you've asked, so I'll try to keep it simple. Um, as at least as simple as possible so I can make sure I answer the question because I can go up on tangent. To the market, to the market making and the market manipulation, that leans much more toward how exchanges are run and the business behind that. Um, oftentimes, what we see in, in, in the value of the price of something doesn't actually at least when we see the price and the value of something, they often don't perfectly meet in the middle. Um, and a lot of market making and a lot of you know market activity is based on trying to take advantage of when those things are not put together at the same time. Mm -hmm. So when something is overvalued versus undervalued, people try to take the arbitrage opportunities off of that. Mm -hmm. Then there's the other aspect, which you're talking about onboarding people, where, you know, should I invest in this space or should you not, or should you wait, or should you do whatever, or should there be more to do? And I think personally, based on what I've seen throughout this ecosystem and based on what I see on the charts as well, because I like both perspectives, Adam, or at least the Cosmos, the Interchain, doesn't necessarily have to do anything more than what it's already doing for it to actually enjoy the benefits that, you know, we could all see in like the, at the end of the tunnel, the, the Bahala of all of this. And this is why I say that there's one component to, let's say, uh, very significant price action um, that is onboarding people into a new ecosystem, onboarding people into your assets, um, which that will naturally come one, by supply shocks, by people staking their Atom, staking their IBC assets, all that kind of stuff. And then the other aspect is the user experience. Whereas once they come onto the ecosystem, once they buy their Atom, and once they move it off an exchange, that they stay, that they don't then take their Atom or their IBC assets 
back to the exchange to sell it for something else. And once we have, and once we have the effects of people coming, they're more likely than not going to stay. And I say that thinking about other ecosystems that have blown up in, in the recent times. We look at Avalanche, we look at Luna, part of the IBC. We look at Harmony One with their DeFi Kingdom, with DeFi Kingdom holding them up. And there's a common, there's a common base, a common understanding of how the value appreciates for each of these things to be where they are right now. One, you have to have a user experience that's worth having people over. Now, Avalanche secured that by having an EVM. Without an EVM, they don't get people from Ethereum coming over to their ecosystem and using their dApps because relatively speaking, with just that one EVM, with, the, with that one subnet, people are coming because it's cheaper to do business in Avalanche than it is on ETH. Harmony One has DeFi Kingdom, a sort of DeFi, a DeFi exchange masquerading as, as, a, as a game. And people were really attracted and addicting to the gaming dynamics added on top of DeFi. So it's like you visually get to experience what it's like to participate as a DGEN in DeFi. And no other ecosystem had that leverage point to this date. And so that has significantly propped Harmony One's value. But once those ecosystems started running into some challenges, that's what you have to protect yourself against. Avalanche made it to jump all the way to the top 10 you know, challenging Shiba and Doge, but then it trickled itself back down just below that and, you know, stably around there because people were leaving and people were exploring having their assets in other places. Now, I think there's enough stickiness here by personal experience. Most people here on this space could tell you by personal experience that there's enough stickiness within this whole space. Go to osmosis. Again, if you're a DJ, go to Osmosis let, and, and discover what we're talking about. Go to, go to Stargate. I'm, I'm, I'm up to my tits in Osmosis, don't worry. <laughs> I've right. been in there since, since day one with my airdrop and yeah, I'm right in there. Right. And so like you, so like you understand the stickiness by your own personal experience. And so mm -hmm. it's, hard pre it's hard pressed by that, having that experience that you're then going to turn and take the money out. Unless again, unless you're in a pinch and you have to sell it because you know you have to cover your ass or something like that you're not going to go take it out because you're seeing the market downturn you have enough invested in the personal experience much more than just the the the, the tangible let's say dollar value or fiat value asset that you're willing to see this through because they have something and so it's really not a question of if you know to cover the downside it's when the when the floodgates are happening, do we have enough stuff happening in here to sustain that? And I think the very simple answer is yes. I agree. I, I guess I was looking at it from a perspective of watching the charts carefully because liquidity was low for me. So I wanted opportunities. I'm not going to lie. I wanted opportunities now that stable coins are available in the way that they weren't when Osmosis first launch, launched. Uh, I wanted the opportunity to learn the charts, read the charts, jump out, jump back in using UST. And, and to maximize my, my bag before Adam finally, well, the world finally woke up to Adam. I also have to give the caveat that I'm coming from the perspective of a GameStop in, uh, investor too. So there's probably a fair few eyes rolling back into heads in this chat at the moment. But um, 
I would be more of the belief and I guess the tending of my question was more towards like, just bear with me on this. If, if the market is largely controlled by massive market makers and movers, such as hedge funds, muscling in on the crypto space and manipulating the price, and if they indeed, did indeed try to suppress Atom in such a way as to prevent something that's truly decentralized kicking off, um, I guess I'm, I'm looking forward to a, a period where they're going to be bankrupt and the crypto markets will recover and become a more democratic space. There will still be whales, but we will have a, a prices that are more driven by actual demand rather than by algorithmic manipulation. That's what I'm looking forward to. And I think something like Juno and something like Net have so decentralized as it is, with such a solid community that's come together behind something so good. That is one of the shining beacons, as far as I'm concerned, in a fight against uh, the people who already have the wealth trying to continue to hoard it so yeah and like to sum up basically what you're saying you know this transformation of you know manipulation of value to actual you know investable value i think with a lot of assets in the market in in crypto in general now but more specifically because we're talking about adam um you know, we're going to run, we're running in, if, if, if we look at the on-chain metrics with, you know, exchange held assets versus what's held off, off the exchange, that number, that number is decreasing for the exchanges. And so we're going to run into a place, like you're saying, you're a game, you're, um, GameStop AMC, we welcome all yeah. forms of degening, all forms. But there's yeah, going to be just a Just GameStop. <laughs> for me. GameStop, hey. Oh, only GameStop. You, then you pretty you pretty much get it then there's going to be a point where supply shock comes into play if they do too much of this manipulating that at some point it goes against their interest to hold the price down yep. because when they run out then they have no more liquidity on that market especially it's in the hands of the people that have it yep. especially if they're able to withdraw it move it to other, somewhere else so they put themselves out of business if they do it too much yeah. And that's, that's why right. I this think is Net, Netta represents an opportunity to hold that hold that value in the community for as long as 100%. possible. One hundred percent. Yeah. Thank you for your time. I won't give any more too much to this play. Um, but I'll, let's get back to Netta because it's a really great evening. I don't want to detract from that. So thank you for your time. Appreciate it. No, of course. Thank you for the question. No, seriously. This is we're we're here to talk about Netta, of course. But we will, we always welcome everything Cosmos, everything IBC everything anything that you want to talk about here because it eventually points us back here one way or another so yeah I'm, I'm cosmos to the end man sick Cheers. welcome welcome worker bee hey presence and all your help hey. in the community everybody knows you're uh, always working hard for us that's actually pretty awesome i, I appreciate that that uh recognition um, I just wanted to jump on though because he was talking about um, being able to manipulate the markets, and uh, I'm pretty new to. Hey, can you guys actually hear me? Okay, just want to make sure. Yep, you're good. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, I'm pretty new to to investing and trading. Only a couple of years in, um, but I was I actually started off day trading in the stock market and you know making a couple pennies a day and really just trying to go at that. 
But getting that firsthand experience with it, I watched how those market books were manipulated, where you're writing a price and you're moving up in increments of pennies and stuff. And next thing you drop $10 or you shoot up $10 and some guy can kind of throw uh, large amounts of volume and just make it look like everyone else is $10 below. And uh, that can really have some in impact psychologically on how people treat the market. So one, one thing I've been noticing with AMM pools is it's more of like a science calculation where the mathematics is like locked in on these prices and it comes from pure, pure passion of like buying up these coins because there's value behind it or selling these coins because you, you got to let it go. And uh, that starts to have like a real effect where no one could just pretend or mess with your mind mentally by dropping stuff. They would have to actually drop in tons of money to move the price of these coins and effectively I feel like it would negate manipulation like we're seeing with Adam. I, I, I take that point. Uh, I, I don't, I hope I'm not talking across anyone. I'm interested to know though who, who who's responsible for a 50% drop in ION in the space of 15 minutes in, in that case because that's a serious bag holder just dropping everything. Like, that's 50% of all of it that was there. Right, right. So now you're seeing, like, um, raw liquidity starting to play out in how much this stuff can move. You know, so, like, Bitcoin, for example, when you have, what is there, a trillion dollars over there, you know, you probably... I think Worker B's got a little uh, connection issue. Give him a couple seconds. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part one of the two-part space. Nita is here. Claim your airdrop and join the Devodio Club, hosted by Tricky. Recorded on Monday, January 31st, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by WeFund. WeFund is a community crowdfunding cross-chain incubator on Terra, and it's the first launchpad that implements a milestone funding release system to protect investors. All money raised for checks is deposited in Anchor Protocol and is refundable, and all the decisions are based on community voting power. WeFund is community-focused and designed to be a user-friendly experience for both project creators and investors. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the Telegram for more information. Links are in the show notes. Check them out online at WeFund.app. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Waking up like a basement dweller Stepped out the door and her place is yelling 2020, what an ugly shit show Staring at the fucking rig roll from the get-go Looking outside, the whole state's on fire The fuck do you expect when you embrace the liars And replace the writers with AI just like us Emaciated models killing bright birds 
First in, last out, picture me rolling The worst time to cash out, so what you holding? The Burks on a cash cow, country stolen Drooling over chicken like the goose is golden Trying to be so full, spitting that molten Lava from the bottom of the caldera I'm hot and gonna put it in a bottle And offer it to the god who hit the gas full throttle Blasting off in a rocket The many people who will see things happen to them that are in their favor. So someone's looking over me. That's a, that's a fascinating phenomenon when that happens. And what, when you analyze those situations, what you find is, is that we as humans simply have a profound inability to understand statistics and probability. Stitching these writings, living that life like Who would have guessed you'd turn out this nice, right? Avoiding stress, that's the motherfucking secret Print that shit on a motherfucking leaflet I'm just an asshole hooked on the bricks Looking at the rectangles, damn they kinda thick We've gone through a whole lot of kings here Cutting off heads just to bring cheer Getting all fired up, Tiger King, line them up When you'd give an arm and a leg just to try the junk On some first time buyer's luck Alexa, set a reminder and remind me to buy a bunch And put your hands up if you fuck this year And keep them in the air if you're picking up the spare And put your mask on just to go outside Looking at the planet about to downsize So climate change will not make Earth Basically, every other coastal city that we've spent thousands of years building uh, in the, since the dawn of civilization. Channel Spaces.